Hi, this is Lisa Hawkins with Christian Warrior Woman. And today I want to start with an exciting role model that we can learn five key things about when we look at the books of Joshua chapter 14 and 15. But before we get started, I want you to find that quiet place. I want you to have your journal, have your Bible, and I want you to make your own list before we start. And I want you to list who you would consider your role model today. And let's be honest, let's not be very Christianese. Um, how can you figure that out? Who do you follow? Um, who do you try to daily emulate? And sometimes it's not necessarily Christians. Uh, so let's be honest on who you really follow. Then I want you to answer this question. Do you know this person? Because in the world we live in, in social media, a lot of people are following and role modeling people that they only know from what those folks show you. And let's be for real, the majority of people are showing you what they want you to see, what they want to market, or what they want to sell you. So I want you to think of someone that you know personally that has a character and a lifestyle that you could learn from and emulate and could be a role model for you. It's very important to have proximity to this person in knowing them in an intimate level. We can look from afar and see people who have kind of celebrity status or are well known for their books or their speaking, but we don't know them. We know what we share and that's why we can sometimes be devastated and so disappointed when we see people of celebrity or reputation have faults or fall or sin or be shamed. We, don't, we didn't know them in the first place. We knew what their marketing people wanted us to know. So I want you, when you're thinking of someone as a role model, someone that you can actually have, you have access to, so that you can see the good and the bad and can see their real, closer to their real life. I hope that makes sense for you. So after, you might want to pause the podcast for a second and think of those answers to those questions first before you continue. So I'm going to show you five key points of a role model that the Lord illustrates very um, pronouncedly. And there are some very key learning things that we can each um, relate to in our life today. So... Who is this person who is this terrific spiritual and physical and health role model? And that person is Caleb. I talked briefly about him in prior podcasts, but he is a person that is worth us doing more of a deep dive because the Bible describes some very key things about his life that each of us as women in the world today need to activate in our lives, okay? So what was the first? The first thing about Caleb that you learn is that his faith never wavered. We have a history of 45 years, 45 years of his faith never wavering. I don't know about you. I don't think I can account for 45 years of unwavered faith. Maybe some of you are, are super 
superhero Christians, and you can say that, but um, I think after you hear the five, you may think, hmm, I may have come up short one or two times. So how do we know about his faith never wavering? So let's, we could go back to Numbers 13 and 14, and you will see how Caleb's story unfolds with him as a 40-year-old strong Um, fearless man when Moses sends 12 spies out to look upon the land because the Lord literally for the Israelites they were two weeks from being able to capture the promised land but we'll get into later disobedience led to 40 years I don't know about you that's a long time I can see a two-week delay but years 40 years delay way too long but in this whole time Um, after the spies came back and they saw a land filled with giants, giants that we later learn are related to Goliath. And 10 of them come back and say, oh, no, 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 they're too strong. We can't, we can't take that land. They probably said, let's go around. Let's find a new area um, because we can't handle that. But Joshua and Caleb said, with God, we can capture, we can do it. They had total faith that they could do it with God. So we first know that Caleb, from this first um, step that I'm sharing with you, is he was faithful, he was fearless, and he trusted God. Because imagine standing up looking at men as tall as trees and saying, we got this, God's with me, we got this. I don't know what you may be facing today, whether it's finances, whether it's your health, whether it's your marriage, your kids, or a move or change of life, menopause, whatever it may be that you feel is too much for you to handle. And I want you to take what Caleb said with God. So we can't think in our own strength. We have to know with God, I can do this. Okay, that's point one. So let's go to um, point two. Caleb had a vision that never wavered. He had a vision for what God had promised because Moses said, where your feet have walked, the territory is going to be yours. So Caleb held on to that vision because that was a promise from God. Many of you have stated or have received or declared a prophetic word of what the Lord has promised you whether in a mate or whether in your finances, whether in your lifestyle, the Lord has made a promise. And because it didn't come in six months or in one year, three years or five years, does not mean that that promise is not alive and well and still activated to be manifested in your life and in your children's life. So we can't hold on to our man-made time frame of when God is going to fulfill this. I will tell you, that for Caleb, it was 45 years before he received his reward. Now, 45 years of wandering in the wilderness, he had no castle, no mansion, no fancy car, no fancy horse, no fancy carriage. He was kicking up dust with the Israelites who were grumbling and mumbling for 45 years before he possessed the promise of God. So I want you to first to let go of what you think your time frame is, whether it's in your health, no matter what it is, let go of the time frame and just stand and believe in your vision. So that's two. The third one, Caleb had strength 
that never weakened. So we've got a fearless man, a faithful man, a man of vision. And the third is a man of strength. Well, how do we know that he was strong? Caleb at 85 wasn't sickly, wasn't weak, wasn't um, saying that I should sit back and let others um, do stuff now because I'm too old. This is what he said, and this is amazing. Caleb testifies in verse 11 that he was as strong at age 85 as he had been when Moses sent him into Cana as a spy 45 years earlier. Now, I am certain that he meant physical strength and spiritual strength. Because at 85, think about it, here was a man that had been faithful to God, had a vision with God, had courage and belief in God, and also had told the Israelites to, you know, walk away from their unfaithfulness and trust God. So what did God do? He strengthened his loins. He strengthened his blood. He strengthened his mind. He wasn't struggling with Alzheimer's. What are we worrying about today? Oh, we get older and our bones get feeble. Our mind gets weak and we're limping along life using our age as an excuse to not do and be activating the power of God. And so Caleb very boldly says, I'm as strong as I was 40 years earlier. And that only comes from his faithfulness and God standing with him. Caleb was ready to go and fight and continue the battle, which he does. He doesn't stop fighting and, and, and warring and winning. He, he has a life of testimony of battles won with God's help. And that's why a couple of days ago, I said for you to list your your battles and your victories with God over your life and use that as a foundation for your faith when struggles and trials come in your future. So let's look at the fourth. The fourth was Caleb had victory that was complete. You know, you might want to jump ahead, but we're not. We see that Caleb succeeded in driving the Canaanites out of his territory. And there were three sons of Anak, and they were three giants. These were the same giants that they saw 40 years earlier, the same group of people. None of the tribes were able to clear the Canaanites from their territory. Indeed, time and time again, we read they were unable to drive them out. It appears that Caleb, Caleb was the only one who succeeded in expelling the enemy from his territory. The man who followed the Lord in everything for so many years was the only man who gained complete victory over the tallest and biggest giant. Maybe your giant today is cancer. Maybe your giant today is loneliness, depression, doubts, and fears. And what I want to share with you is we can't waller in those emotions. We have to be fighting the good fight and being activated in our community. I just thought yesterday, I know of someone who is critically ill, and my question to them was, why are you just standing still, spending your days thinking about your sickness? If the Lord has promised you that he's going to heal you, then why aren't you out there doing your father's work? out there serving, out there being at getting up every day and serving someone else. I will tell you my past history. 
I have learned over and over again, when I'm in the midst of my struggle, I need to serve someone else. Because when you remove your mind and your thoughts from your own issues and you go and serve someone else and you help someone else and you help them through their struggle, you start to learn that your struggle is not as big as you thought it was. And even if it is, you were distracted for hours, blessing and helping someone else. And you will find that God will work it out for you. And no matter what you're thinking and worrying and anxious about is not going to make your situation go away. If anything, it's going to make it worse. What does Caleb show us? That he actually um, is an example of what the Lord told Joshua. Be strong, be courageous. For 45 years, Caleb was strong and courageous and his life and his physical body revealed that as well. So something else I want to I that I got from Caleb as a role model as well that's not exactly talked about and this is what I gleaned from this. And it's something we have to think about in our lives. I I asked, you know, and I when I read this what the Lord downloaded in my spirit was, wow, Caleb didn't reach gain his promise for 45 years. And it was linked to something my father always told me, my personal father, my earthly father. And it was, he told me, if you want to have money, then you have to hang with wealthy people. You have to learn from wealthy people. If you want wisdom, you have to associate with wise people. Now, if you want to fail, then you will hang with people who fail. And one of the things that the Lord uses Caleb as an example, but Caleb not getting his reward for 45 years was not due to Caleb's unfaithfulness. Whoa, are you going where I'm, where I'm getting to? It was the Israelites. And it says it, that the Israelites' unfaithfulness, it didn't say, but Caleb was with them. So Caleb, although faithful, had to struggle through the wilderness with his people because of what the whole population was doing. Although the Lord killed all of them in the end, let them die off and allowed Caleb and Joshua to receive their reward. But as I shared, he was 85 and his reward was delayed because of the people around him. And so I want you today to think about who's around you that may be hindering you from your success. You haven't been freed as a slave and sent in the wilderness to travel with this group of mumbling, grumbling people. You might have them in your family, but you have, we have the ability today to choose who we spend our time with, choose who we listen to, choose who our role model is, and choose who we want to emulate. And I wanna challenge you today Are the people that you seek advice from, are these people who are strong in the Lord? Are these people who are faithful? But are you spending your time with people who are holding you back from your promise, from your vision? And are you able to be fearless or are they allowing you to say, well, you should be happy or you shouldn't have to struggle? Do you see how we can be surrounded with people? Even Jesus said to the disciples to get thee behind me when they tried to make him believe 
that he didn't have to go through what he needed to go through. And so the fifth one is, I want you in your list to think about the types of people you truly spend your time around. Now, I'm not talking about people you associate with, people you spend time on the phone with, people you spend hanging out time with, that you have dinner with. And are these a group of women or men or, you know, whoever that are strong and that can help build you up to help you be fearless, to help you be courageous? Or are you the strongest link in the group? As I will tell you that being the strongest link in a group means who is downloading knowledge and wisdom into you. Because at some point, they're going to deplete you. They're just taken, taken, taken from you. And people in ministry learn this early on and struggle with this throughout. Because even people, when they know you're in ministry, I, I try my best not even to share it, share I'm in ministry that much with people because your relationship automatically changes. You, change, you turn into something they need versus a friend. And so you don't want to be... I know it might make you feel good to be the wise one or the one people come to all the time, but you need to be a you need to be in a situation where people are, are pouring into you. So I want you to think about that. I want you to use your journal to illustrate what you can do to associate with people who are pouring in. And I want you to think about how you want to emulate the character and the lifestyle of Caleb into your life. So I hope this has been a blessing to you. I hope this key role model that we've gone, we've done a deep dive into, you might want to read Numbers 13 and 14. You may want to definitely read um, chapters 14 and 15 in Joshua because when you get to 15, you get to read about Judah's inheritance. And who was over Judah? It was Caleb. And when you really think about it, the land Caleb had included Jerusalem. And what, why was Jerusalem important? Because in about 1000 BC, when King David conquered the city, he made Judah possess Jerusalem. So imagine his generations to come were blessed. So Judah's inheritance went on to the daughter that I mentioned to you. He had daughters, but this daughter, Aksa, and how she also shows the character and, and boldness of her father. So we want to talk about what was this land. When I tried to look up like the the territory between the Dead Sea and the Mediterranean, and I was looking at 400 miles, I was trying to get an idea of the, the landscape of land that of Judah's inheritance. It was huge, and it was done first. Caleb was the first to receive. And so sometimes our struggle may seem long, but in God's length of time and our length of time, we need to get over are two different things. But hold on to your promise. Hold on to your vision for what God has promised you. And I'm telling you, he delivers. Let's not waver. Let's not mumble. Let's not grumble. But let's be that role model for others to see the light of the Lord reflected in our daily lives and in others. Let our light shine. Shine your light today. 
Love you and we'll talk tomorrow in Jesus' mighty name.